What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, and this is The History Keepers, a series that's created by you, the listeners, uh, that kind of digs in deep to some of the uh, lore and the things that we don't always get time to dig into. This is a very special episode to me because this was made uh, by Data and Kalobi, who are the... the the um, the history keepers themselves, the leaders of this particular uh, endeavor, and they put this together because I've been uh, out of commission. I've been in the hospital, uh, and it's kind of a long story. And if you would like to read more about it, uh, you certainly can. It's uh, you head over to Patreon.com/slash/Worldwalkers, and at the time of this recording, it's the first post. It kind of breaks down what's going on with me, gives a very important update uh, regarding my health and stuff like that. And so, if you have a moment, I'd greatly appreciate it if you took a moment, head over there, and uh, you can either watch the video or read the synopsis I provided. Um, the reason I say all that is because I really want to take a second. And just thank Data and Kalobi, along with uh, Nathan and Callie, who sat in on this session, for um, putting this together and giving us a little bit of content and giving me um, a little bit of breathing room while I recover, catch my bearings, and uh, get back into the groove of things. So in this episode, the group does a big deep dive into their experiences regarding Carmack, Metropolis of the Undead which is found on the steam-powered world of COG. So sit back, take a listen, and find out what happened to each of them as they ventured into or joined a group that is maybe suffering some of the consequences of getting a little too deep into Carmack. Enjoy, and I'll see you later. Before I go, obviously, I want to thank the musicians for lending their music. Uh, you can find links to their work in the show notes. And there's a sound effect or two in here, too, from Sirenscape. So sirenscape.com is where you can find their work. Thanks again, and uh, enjoy. Welcome to World Walkers History Keepers, Episode 2. Today we're talking about the undead metropolis of Carmack on the world of Korg. I'm Kalobi. I'm the only one here who hasn't actually been to Carmack. So I've brought some guests with me. Would you please introduce yourselves and... Briefly mention why you were in Carmack. Hi, I'm Data. Uh, I was in Carmack because the cleric I was with thought he could kill the lich at the center of the city. It didn't go as planned. I'm I'm Nathan. Uh, I was in Carmack because the folks were in Carmack. But to be perfectly honest, I don't remember why the hell we went. You say, yeah, I am Callie, and I was in Carmack because, yeah, the Funks were uh, contracted to try to help Claiborne in Carmack. So that's why we were there. Okay, so let's talk about Carmack. <laughs> oh. Wish we had the sound effect. I know. Dun, dun. There you go. Callie's good for sound effects. <laughs> Always. Carmack, the undead city, can be found on the world of Cog. It is an undead metropolis, as said before. It wasn't always. Uh, before Phallus got its current name, it was still a city with people engaged in trade. Sometime between the events of the Raven and the Crow, uh, 
Patreon episode. And the present time is when it was taken over by uh, this necrotic energy and all of its will and force is concentrated in a big dark crystal. Yeah, and we know Karmic is near Phallus, or at least roughly near Phallus. East of Phallus, yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of days' journey. Yes, yeah, a couple of days. And I think, as far as we know, the reason that it is the way it is is that someone tried to become a lich and kind of succeeded. Mm, yeah. The closest thing a lich there's ever been a lich on Cog, I think, is how Pedro said it. Also, there's a Draco Lich there for some reason. Two. Yes, yes, there is. Wait, there's two? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. <laughs> uh, I don't. I personally don't know a ton about Carmack. I do know that. Uh, I feel like you said before you get to Carmack, like there's no. There's no wildlife surrounding it. The city is yeah. walled off, but even outside the walls, there's no wildlife, and even most of the vegetation is dying or dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do know that once you're inside the, the inhabitants of Carmack, get worse the closer you get to the center of the city. So the sort of more mindless undead walk the fringes, and the closer you get, um, the more dangerous. Yeah, there's like the outer rings. Can you get kinda closer like to your mic or something? Your mic quality is fluctuating a lot. Yeah, it sounds like you're that? talking to a can a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I, I know uh, outside of Carmack, um, there's, you know, the city is walled off and there's no wildlife to be found outside. And even the vegetation is uh, dying or dead outside the walls and then once you're inside the walls sort of on the fringes of the city um there are the more mindless undead and the closer you get to the center the scarier it gets uh we also learned uh with the funks that Carmack has uh, a sewer system that <laughs> doesn't have anything in it other than poisonous sewage yeah, there and was that like was actually how we traveled the majority of the way through Carmack was underneath. Yeah, there was like slimes and stuff down there too, wasn't there? I know, I know we fought stuff. I'm just trying to remember everything we fought. I know we definitely fought slimes. I just don't remember. But there's no undead crocodiles or anything. No. No, nope. nothing crazy. Um, I remember Captain Gimmel um, would have been poisoned if he were not forged. Because of how much, like, how deep he was in the disgusting liquid, it fell into literal shit. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I know Abs got really lucky because he normally walks around barefoot, and he made it through <laughs> the entirety of the sewer system yeah. without getting any diseases. But that that was strictly a, a very good role that kept me out of the poison. Honestly, other than the poison, like it was probably one of the best ways we could have traveled through the city because we did avoid uh, yeah, it was a lot going relatively danger free. Yeah, yeah. But if, I mean, poison. if you think about it, when we popped up, all sh all the shit hit the fan when we came out. Yeah, no, because yeah, it would have been real bad if we'd gone through the city. But yeah, going underneath was probably the best way we could have gone, at least that way. Um, 
Yeah, because yeah, when we when we came out, when we first got into the city, we were tr- trying to make sure the Draco Lich didn't see us. So we would have had to constantly be worrying about that if mm-hmm. we were above ground. Not to mention all of the undead just you know walking around. Um. Yeah, I know. Yeah, once we got to the center of the city, there, they, yeah, the the undead were definitely more intelligent. Like before, the ones on the outside is like they would just try to swarm us just completely. Whereas the ones on the middle, when we got in, they were patient and they seized opportunities that they could get. And so it was definitely a lot scarier in that. Um. And there was also some person or creature or something that was in the center too. I don't think I don't think you were there for that one, Nathan. No, unfortunately, uh, I think of the two game sessions we had, I missed yeah. one. Yeah, because you missed the last one where and we actually died. Which is when you died because I wasn't yeah. there. Right. Yeah. So no, when you weren't there, there was a a guy or creature. I'm trying to remember exactly what they were i i feel like i remember like it was like somebody that was cloaked and there was definitely some sort of like undeath kind of thing coming off of them but i don't think they were exactly like a zombie i don't i don't know if they were like just some sort of like cultist type person or what they definitely weren't like the top person but i remember i think they had some sort of like draining like soul draining type ability or something i feel like maybe that's wrong but I know. <gasps> yes, because that's when uh, I, I remember hearing Pedro talking about what happened to Captain Gimmel. And yeah. And a very old question about the Forged. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting because, yeah, because it was Gimmel died and then came back, but then, like, died again. <laughs> and, yeah, the, the, the person or creature said something about, well, now we know the the answer to the question of does a soul or does a forged have a soul so it seems they do in fact have and souls what was the answer it, <laughs> yes <laughs> seems like yes they do <laughs> so it was like yeah, that, that was an interesting little bit of forged lore we got that day from that and was that the individual who had the heart of Eltenius? uh i don't think they were the one um i don't think that they were the one because cleburne was with us at that point too and she didn't seem to go like oh it's him so i think he was just probably like a you know another colleague or something of of that person or that group whatever that's in the center i don't think they were the one that had it though but probably in leagues i'm sure with them and did you eventually find the heart of Elthanius? I don't remember. No, we did not because um, we got because pre- when Gimmel died, I I had a card because <laughs> this is when we were in Savage Worlds and we had the adventure <laughs> deck, and I didn't you know I didn't want Gimmel to die. I didn't you know I don't want Frank to lose his character, and so I was like I have this card. It was called. It was like out of the frying pan and into the fire. <laughs> and the card, what it would do is it would get you out of a bad situation, but it would create a new one. And so when Gimmel died, he used the card, so he didn't completely like die exactly, but it created this like big light 
which was like a beacon for that Draco lich that swooped down and along with the swarms of zombies fucked her shit up and Sally Mae died and Gibble died and the rest just had to run and they just ran back into the sewers and left. So we were not the ones that helped her get that, that heart back for, yeah, we, we were not the ones we just could. It was too rough there for us. Unrelated. Sally Mae made an appearance in more recent World Walkers episodes. She did. Uh, any idea how that happened? Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, we, we did like a little kind of like a mini campaign after that with where uh, where Frank and I played different characters. Um, and we essentially like helped the Funks get what we needed to bring back Sally Mae and Gimmel. And uh, yeah, so we, we, we helped them. Essentially, I think we, we stole very expensive diamonds from the city of Hollum <laughs> in the black market <laughs> and uh, ended up going back to the, the church of uh, Cogliostro and got uh, yeah, and did like a resurrection thing there with the pre- the priest guy there. I wonder if Cagliostro was still alive at that point. I think he oh, was. This was because in real life it was a f- couple of years ago. Ah, so yeah. yeah, he would have been alive then probably. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it was also technically pre the World Walkers changing the timelines too. So I think, yeah. That was also before that happened. Yeah, I mean, the the Claiborne meeting, I think, definitely was because she was wearing Brummelstone's cloak. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that was the one episode of the Furious Funks from that time right, that they right. were uploaded. That's correct. you guys met Claiborne. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely before that. I think in the current timeline, Claiborne did break her curse in some way. Yeah. I think Pedro said that. He did, yeah. yeah. Don't know how, but somehow she was able to, because I think, yeah, when she went to the in, the in the musical episode, I think, I don't know if it was then that he said it, or some other time, but yeah. That she had broken it. Yeah, I always have a hard time remembering where I know some fact from. Right. I know that feeling. And sometimes my source is Dada, and then he doesn't know where he got the fact from. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Dada, did you say that you've been there too? Yeah, uh, mm. in the Heroes campaign uh, right. a while back. Yeah, because wasn't that... Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was like, that's when you got, like, somebody somebody made, like, a, a, a deal or something that you don't know about, or you... Or, Oh yeah, we'll right. talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. That's what I was like. Handle that right, right, right. He, yeah. yeah. Um, I can tell you like when it happened, but Colby will be able to tell you what actually happened. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. So the party uh went up the tower of Cogliostro on Menroth, walked into a mirror, and walked out in the central tower of Carmack, the highest point in the city. 
in the middle. Oh boy. And there was a big glowing crystal. And it started talking to the group. Ah. And then it called the Dracolich over. Oh. And as the Dracolich was getting ready to breathe its necrotic blast, nearly wiping out everyone in the party, mm-hmm. it went away. <laughs> oh. And then there was a parting of the undead so that there was just a straight path out of the city. No complications, no problems. That's convenient. Mm. So we were all had to ask ourselves, like... Why? What happened and who did this? Yeah, who made the deal to get us out? Uh Uh-huh. Colombi? Yeah, so... (laughs) I wasn't in the the group at that point yet. I joined later. I just, uh... No, he was here to see what happened to the party member that did make the deal. Because I was absent the session that... The payment became due. Mm. Yeah. So what apparently happened at that point is that something contacted all of the party members and offered them a deal to mm-hmm. uh, uh, to let them, or yeah, it offered them a deal. And Crow, uh, the half-orc fighter played by Marcus, mm-hmm. took said deal in exchange for them all, or his friends getting to leave and be safe mm-hmm. um, and for a long time I think nothing really happened but I think about uh, five weeks worth of time <laughs> in game yeah, I think there was something about before that Crow threw his sword at the crystal yes when he first got out of the tower and it started talking to them him throwing yeah. it at the crystal is what formed the crack in the the artifact called the Sword of the Desert, mm-hmm. which is... Yeah, this isn't just any sword. This is a giant great sword. <laughs> that was wielded by the king of Bashstock. Oh, oh, wait, he, his sword? Uh, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, that sword? <laughs> yeah. Do you know something about that sword, Nate? <laughs> oh, uh, I know of it. I don't think I know anything of I don't think I know anything about it, but I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Nice cover. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently when he threw that sword, which is an artifact, at uh-huh. that crystal, a crack appeared in the sword. Oh boy. Which isn't supposed to happen with artifacts. No. Sure. And then for a long time, nothing happened. And then apparently the sword started cracking more. Oh no. And at some point in that period, the party went to Ubrimos and... uh eventually met my character, Athena, and uh, they were trying to find a way to fix the sword. Mm-hmm. So we made our way to Meltasir, and by made our way, I mean we were teleported there by the Guardian, oh. and uh, we found uh, the best artificer on Obrimos, whose name I should remember. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I didn't get to talk to him at all, Kalobi. This is, yeah, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, give me one second. I, it's probably in the notes document. For what it's worth, too, Luca Lou in our original Cog game yeah. was also tied to Carmack. Yes, yes. quite heavily. Yeah, so yeah, very heavily, and <laughs> quite often, uh, although nothing really ever came of it, quite often when he used his powers, um, there was implications. You know, uh, I, Haversack made a lot of 
uh, points to talk about it, but there was a lot of implications in him using his powers. Uh, mm-hmm. So he was uh, so clearly um, Forge do have souls because he sold his to Carmack. Yeah. Okay, so I pulled up the notes. So I think. Uh, so the artificer's name is Hoffman. He's the best artificer on Obrimos. I think he's created uh, items for like the dwarven kings and people like that. Uh-huh. And uh, we brought the sword to him. And first of all, he couldn't pick it up because those artifacts that the heroes have can only be uh, carried by the person they're tied to. So Crow had to basically hand over his sword to Hoffman first. Mm. And then uh, Hoffman first identified that there's a curse on the sword. And that's what's cracking it. That's the information we got at that point. And that's when Crow revealed that he made a deal in Carmack. Then uh, Hoffman started working on the sword and we went away for a bit to get money to pay for the repairs because that cost about uh, 5,000 gold. Oh, shit. Uh, How we got the money is uh, an interesting story that involves time travel and land sharks. It's for another time. (laughs) It's for for now. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. But we got more than enough money, most of it from the future. (laughs) And then we returned. Hoffman was not at his house. We were told that he had moved the sword to a vault underground. Yeah, wasn't at his house, wasn't at his shop, wasn't at his forge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we went to an underground vault with like proper vault doors and then a ladder that went down and so on. Mm-hmm. We went down there, uh, the sword was fixed. There were a lot of bags in the corner. Oh no. I think oh. it was, yeah, it was Crow and my character Athena who went down there because the group won't let Crow go anywhere alone for <laughs> reasons. That's probably the best plan. I mean, he wasn't alone when he made the deal, so what difference does it make? <laughs> so, the bags contained bones. Mm. All of them contained bones. Mm-hmm. Because the first night that uh, Hoffman worked on the sword, skeletons came out of the ground and tried to kill him. Oh my god. And he had to fight the skeletons the entire time while repairing the sword. Holy oh shit. <laughs> that was the first day. Oh no. On the second day, the walls bled. I totally heard about the bleeding walls. The walls bled? Yes. uh, Oh my god. I'm pretty sure that when I arrived, the walls still had veins in them. Oh my god, that's gross. And on the third day, the sword just kept screaming Crow's name. (laughs) Okay. Wow. That's not creepy. (laughs) But Hoffman still managed to fix the sword. Props. Uh, he didn't seem particularly happy about only asking 5,000 gold for it. <laughs> and he told us that uh, he would alert the guards about what happened. Oh no. Actually, I I wrote down exactly what he said 
to Athena as we left. I think I'm just gonna read this. <laughs> Your friend, he doesn't understand. He thinks he's dealing with a curse. It's not a curse, it's a pact. He made a pact with something beyond the darkness, possibly beyond the stars. There's a point where the pact is going to start collecting. Whatever he traded for this, it's going to collect. That blade will be the death of you and everyone you know. He needs to settle this or you need to leave. You should know one last thing. In one hour, I'll be making sure everyone that needs to know in Maltesir is aware of what's in this city. Make your call. This blade is something different than what I have come across. It's bonded to him. He gave it to me, but the curse still cried for him. I don't know if it was ever truly mine. Oh, okay. I hadn't heard that part. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, that's a lot to deal with. Damn. It is. Especially if you get a time frame of one hour. And I will remind <laughs> you, Metasir is a large city, and the people who don't live there don't get to use the cool portal system. Oh, okay. So I think it took us at least an hour to reunite with the rest of the group. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we still had some plans in the city that some of them we got to complete and some of them we didn't and some things went off the rails. <laughs> and uh, yeah, eventually the guards found us and escorted us out of the city. And Abrimos really? is finest. <laughs> and then uh, Crow said that he would have to go to Cog and that the sword, the entity, whatever, we, we don't know exactly what he made a deal with. Our best guess is the city of Carmack. Uh-huh. Not, not a soul entity, but... The city. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the city. Yeah. Not just and, the witch, but the city. And <laughs> the city contacted him through the sword oh, from a different world, mind you. Oh, God. And told him that he had to return to Korg. Oh, God. And uh, as, as soon as we left Meltasir, he uh, decided that he would have to go to Korg to pay his debt, whatever that entails. And the rest of the group decided to follow him. And as soon as uh, that decision was made and we started uh, walking, some sort of dark energy appeared and... Uh, swallowed us all. Oh god. <laughs> and that was the last session we currently played. And I wasn't oh, there this. Oh. Wow. Well, that's nice. What a bummer of an ending. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty sure we're going to Carmack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like probably. Probably something like that, yeah. But the fact that Carmack can pick someone up from Obrimos yeah. is worrying. That's, I mean, it's probably at least yeah, just because, just because like of the connection, but still. probably, but it's still Ooh, that's still. a powerful connection. This bad, this real bad. Yeah, so that's our current experience <laughs> with Carmack. Okay, okay. We hope you all enjoyed it because this is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a scary place. I, I totally want to. I still totally want to do a campaign where we just play a bunch of fucking 
like clerics and paladins and just go tear shit up in that city. I think I think, I think you'd need a lot of clerics at paladins. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, need, I, well, clerics are at a premium. It's going to be really hard to find. Oh yeah, no, it'd be it'd be tough, but I think it'd be that'd be a fun like little mini campaign kind of thing to do. I think just go in there and just see how much shit you could do. <laughs> also, like one of the two entities that uh, empower clerics on Cog is dead, so I don't know if there are going to be any clerics of Cog the Ostro for a while. And Raylus oh. is a uh, is isn't exactly the most. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think Raylus is. He's probably oh. not going to be much help. I don't think they're going to do a whole lot. Rayless serves those who serve themselves. Yeah, I. Uh, so you're I not had doing a, a very good job serving yourself if you're in Carmack. No, <laughs> I say I had I had a cleric of Rayless, and uh, they lo- they ended up losing their powers because they didn't agree to help screw over our, the team. <laughs> Essentially, is what that ended up. <laughs> like, man, it's 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 a rough one. Lost, lost power is just so what's because... What's the between yeah. Raelis and the Church of Steve? Wait, what's this Church of Steve? What? The Church of Steve? Wait, wait, I think the difference is that the Church of Steve didn't them actually them give uh, cleric powers. It was just a oh. multi-level oh. marketing scheme. Oh. <laughs> the pyramid, yeah. I really, I'm curious if if Raylis is like like what 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 kind of entity Raylis actually is because my current crackpot yeah. theory is that prosperity is one of the lesser concepts. Oh, maybe that's probably that legit. That would that would fit for them. Raylis may have started off as a different concept and evolved into prosperity over time, though. True. That is one option. There's also the possibility of the actual. He is a one of the world concepts given form, so he's not one of like the one of the outside concepts. He's one that was generated on the world. Hmm. Because the same thing happened with the Brimos to the old gods that were turned into husks and are now just these things that are wandering across the gray that gotcha. you don't want to meet <laughs> under any circumstances. No, but I didn't know that they still wandered. Well, maybe wandered is a bit strong. There's like. They're empty husks. Like, also, aren't they? Aren't they the astral plane? I thought they were in the astral plane. That's a great question. I'll have to look that up. I don't know if the. I think that's the old. My only source for that is when Pedro told us how the World Walkers the Grey campaign would have gone on. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, the villain's plan was to eventually siphon off the power of the dead gods. Oh. Well, in the villain's defense, the villain didn't know they were going to be the villain until the last moment. Typically, yeah. yeah. Until until somehow nightmares got to Mercurius. <laughs> what? When did they, that happen? did? What? Uh, roughly, uh, like... Three weeks ago in game time? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. It's fine. It's new. It's it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be great. Just great. It's all coming back around. Yeah, I have complete faith in you guys. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm very I'm very glad it's you guys and not us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That is is very fair. Well, it won't have been the first world I ruined, that's all I can say. 
No. I mean, if you fail, I think it's going to be more than one world. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, mean, hey, we've we've, always got sanctuary. We've got sanctuary, and we have confirmation that there's definitely other worlds. So it's cool. It's cool. Oh yeah, Rolanus. What was that world? The one with the bugs. Oh, I mean, I wasn't even just talking about that, but yeah, the the world that uh, the world from Dark Sun. I think I can't remember what it's called. Starts with an A. Doesn't it? Mm. Is it Arthas or something? Athos, maybe? Athos, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. I I have something written down somewhere of worlds that Pedro mentioned on the podcast that were at the seven. I can technically pull up. I have um, have my notes. These were worlds that were either lost or dead or have lost their connection. Right. Yeah, I think Athos. In several ways. Yeah, Athos is one I have written down here. Which we have experience with is not good. What? What's not good? Uh, losing a world, losing its sigil. Oh yeah, no. Mm. It's yeah, He's probably no, if it, Yeah, if a world loses its church, that's also that, not good. That's that's in Avasa, right? That's the one that lost their the church or sigil, sigil or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, their yeah. church. They lost both. There's I wonder how Inovasa, that There great. is no coming back from. If something happens to Inavasa, it's gone. It's, I wonder how that happened. That's that's really unfortunate that they lost their church and it's pretty bad. It's too bad. Yeah. Well, you know what? No, I bear some responsibility for this too. My character couldn't read or write. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, sometimes you just gotta summon a big world ending creature somewhere else, you know? It's, it's just gotta do it. Well, yeah, like, he had us cornered in our little house. Like, what were we going to do? What were we supposed to do? We had nowhere to run. Exactly. You have to survive long enough to see yourself become a world walker. I mean, you have mm-hmm. no choice. We mm-hmm. had been the world walkers long before that moment. Like, we may have, we may have, you know, destroyed... Like, maybe, like, four months to eight months before that. Yeah. In name or in actions? Because there's a difference. Yes. Anybody can call themselves a world walker. Yes. Oh, and we did. Well, both. What did what did we do to 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 Bastok? Like, what oh, were those dwarves um, doing? Bastok like, after so, was doing his thing. What we did to Bastok was uh, <laughs> we we were just gonna go after uh Ham, Hammer Hand, whatever the fuck his name was, and uh that was when <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was when Raven's character who was uh. A warlock at that time, um, and he was a warlock for who can enter other people's dreams. Yeah, and he was a warlock for what we ended up finding out was probably the nightmares. Uh, and he essentially tried to like go and give Hammer Hand dude a, a nightmare, um, except for he ended up giving him them. I nightmares. love the name Hammer Hand dude. It's it's well I remember it's like Hammer something I forget his fucking name, but. Uh, yeah, no, no, no he it's just up... straight hammer. Hammer? Is it? I don't know, but it's he ended up hammer. giving the guy... Hammer Hand was the, was the beta knockoff after... Oh, okay. No, he ended up giving the guy actual nightmares, but the guy happened to be sleeping amongst a bunch of poor people in the poor district, and they all got torn to shreds, like a whole city block by nightmares. <laughs> So, uh, 
yeah, we kind of got a bunch of bunch of them murdered and and shit, and it was it was not good. I think the biggest world changing event that I was a part of so far was uh, restoring Chronificus back to his power, and I was only near there. Yeah, that was a mistake. We shouldn't have done that. I regret it. I. The other thing that I would have been a part of if we hadn't done that was potentially introducing firearms to Obrimos, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Chronificus that... didn't like that, oh, so man. he undid that. That would have been so interesting if the guns started spreading. That would have been hilarious. It would have been great. I wish it had happened. I agree. That, that, was the mo- that was the main reason I didn't do anything about it, despite my character being from Cog, is that I found the idea hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That, it it would have been I just I also really have in-character reasons, but... Well, yeah, yeah. It would have been real interesting to see how it started affecting all of the worlds. <laughs> I was just... I was so waiting for the moment when... Uh, you guys on the podcast go to Obrimos and suddenly someone has a gun. <laughs> yeah, we, we get glocked. First it's guns, then it's Walmart. <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. I just, I hope that the NPC that we gave the gun to is alright, I like him. The Nomad with a G, the funny one. The nomads are always okay. Those guys aren't very rarely in any he, kind he of is, trouble. He isn't one of the actual nomads, though. Yeah, he's not a red cloak nomad. He's a little guy playing off of the oh, nomads. Oh, that's he's questionable. the knockoff version of the nomads. That's a little more questionable then. <laughs> and the actual nomads are apparently not very pleased, or at least the one on uh, Obrimos isn't, because we also met her. Yeah, uh, Chronificus told us the exact time that we would have to be there, and then the gun was just laying on the ground there. Oh, okay. Ease peace. That's why I'm worried about the Nomad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair. And Obrimos in general, but... It's fine, we're leaving yeah, it. Yeah, when, when... When the wizard says that... Um... I know what's going to happen. I can see everyone who's going to be coming after me. And they're not going to make it. So let me be clear. This is my (laughs) world. Was it, and I'm never giving it back? Or, how did he finish that, Galopi? He definitely said, I'm getting my orb back. And then, basically, he's going to make Obrimos into what he wants it to be. Oh, that's nice. And no one's allowed to interfere or they will be or they oh, will no nice. longer exist. Good thing we're going to Carmack. <laughs> Carmack's a way better option at this yeah. point. No no one has ever said that before. Thank no one has ever God, said good thing we're going to Carmack. Well you know it's like would you rather go to Carmack or Mercurius? I mean there's there there no more about as a, as a non-lucid, I think uh, as a non-lucid, Carmack is probably preferable. At least I have a spell that at least deals extra damage to undead. As, as an, as, yeah. uh, like, Yuri, do you know how many saves we barely survived because somebody had a luck point? But at or least the worst thing that was going to happen was 
if if we fail to say the worst thing that would happen is just obliteration like we just wouldn't exist Carmack, i feel like there's a lot worse that's gonna happen if you fail those saves <laughs> a lot worse you'll continue to but exist shitty existence. it's not gonna be yeah. a good existence mm, okay yeah it's gonna be bad but that said, I don't know if Torment really... I think Torment has something along with it. I don't know if Torment really would... It's weird that Torment is just ending people and not making them Well, suffer. they're they're choosing who to end, I think. Well, I think it's choosing, like... I, I mean, if you look at it, if you kill one person, you make everybody around them suffer. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I think Kalobi is late for his thing, so I think it is time to wrap this up. Okay, okay. Uh, anybody have any final words they want to shout out to the void or whoever happens to listen to this? Don't go you to Carmack. If you want to find out what happens when you go Do to Carmack, keep an eye out on the World Walkers Extended Universe channel on Discord. <laughs> we'll keep you updated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a fun place. So, thank you all very much. You've been great. Hey. Bye. Bye.